RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The chief executive says the government will be monitoring a new arts museum to make sure none of its exhibits violate the national security law. Carrie Lam has proposed fast-tracking Beijing's electoral reforms for Hong Kong and a drug used to treat leprosy has been found to be effective against COVID-19. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the authorities will be extra alert after New People's Party lawmaker Eunice Jung accused a new arts museum of displaying exhibits that spread hatred against the country and may violate the national security law. Earlier, the director of West Kowloon Cultural District's M Plus Museum said it wouldn't be a problem to show art pieces about the Tiananmen massacre. Mrs Lamb said museum officers can tell the difference between artistic expression and incitement of hatred. She spoke through an interpreter. We have to safeguard national security in particular. Public officers are expected to do so. So every public officer has to act with caution. But of course, here we're talking about uh, the art and arts and culture centre. We have to respect the freedom of artistic expression. But I'm sure staff are able to tell what is the freedom of expression, artistic expression and whether certain pieces are really meant to incite hatred or to destroy relations between two places and undermine national security. Carrie Lam has also proposed to lawmakers a way to fast-track the vetting of legal amendments related to Beijing's electoral overhaul for Hong Kong. Speaking again through an interpreter, she said LegCo can first set up a subcommittee under the House Committee to discuss the content of Beijing's decision before the national legislature completes the relevant work. And after the SAR government submits the bill to the subcommittee, then that subcommittee could immediately turn into a bills committee and proceed with the scrutiny of the bill. The relevant officials of the SAR government are keen to support the work of the subcommittee and they will be attending the meetings of the subcommittee. I hope the Legislative Council will consider this proposal. Mrs Lamb stressed the election laws have priority over other bills she said were tabled last month, including controversial ideas to introduce non-locally trained doctors and to require district councillors to take an oath. Senior mainland officials are holding seminars at the Wan Chai Convention Centre for a third day in a row over Beijing's sweeping electoral changes for Hong Kong. They hope to hear the views of various sectors. People in attendance include the Deputy Chief of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, Jiang Xiaoming, members of the MPCSE Basic Law Committee, Maria Tam and Albert Chen, and local MPC Deputy Maggie, Maggie Chan. Outside the venue, four members from the League of Social Democrats protested against the changes, calling for immediate universal suffrage and saying they opposed small-circle elections. Top microbiologist Yung Kwok Yung has hailed as exciting the findings that show a drug used to treat leprosy is also effective against COVID-19. Timmy Sung reports. Researchers in Hong Kong, the United States and Denmark identified clofosamine as effective against the coronavirus. One of the researchers, Professor Yun from the University of Hong Kong, said the drug was safe and was cheaper than the currently used antiviral drug, Rendemcifer. He told a radio show it could be taken orally and researchers were modifying it so it could be better absorbed. But he said further trials were needed and these would be difficult to conduct in Hong Kong as there weren't enough patients. Professor Yun also praised health authorities for the handling of an outbreak at a Saiyang Pun gym which involves almost 130 people. He said cases dropped quickly after officials acted quickly to quarantine close contacts. HSBC has told employees to stay away from its main building in Central until further notice, 
after a third staff member tested positive for the coronavirus. Branch services are also temporarily suspended, although people can still access the ATM machines on the ground floor. A compulsory testing notice has been issued for anyone who spent at least two hours in the tower on Queen's Road since March the 2nd. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the government is thinking about offering incentives to encourage COVID-19 vaccination, such as relaxing social distancing measures and allowing cross-border travel for people who've taken the jabs. She insisted that right now it's hard for her to promise giving out another round of cash support or anti-epidemic funds. Mrs Lam noted that the Financial Secretary's support measures in last month's budget have yet to be implemented. The deputy chairman of LegCo's transport panel says bus fare increases may not help the operators because passengers may choose cheaper transport. Yesterday, the executive council gave the green light to City Bus and New World First Bus to raise fares by 12%, while KMBs will go up by 8.5% from next month. DAB legislator Ben Chan says the move looks bad because Hong Kong is in the midst of the pandemic with high unemployment. He told RTHK the government should encourage the firms to diversify their revenue streams. But transport expert Hong Wing Tat said he didn't think the fare rises were too high and without them the operators may have to reduce services and fire staff. Transport Secretary Frank Chan has asked the public for its understanding, saying the government has to ensure public transport services can continue to run and keep the jobs of bus company workers. He believes relaxations to the government's public transport subsidy scheme will help alleviate people's burden. The minister was asked if there would also be fare increases for other modes of transport, such as taxis. We are not taking the public buses fare adjustment as a pilot. As far as uh, policy is concerned, it's only for those public transport which which has a genuine need for fare adjustment, then we would consider. For example, if any bus company or any public transport mode, if they are making reasonable profit, we would not be considering their application for fare adjustment. Former lawmaker Gary Fan has become the first district councillor to resign after being charged under the national security law. The neo-democrat is among 47 pro-democracy activists accused of conspiring to subvert the state for taking part in a primary last summer for the now-postponed LegCo polls. <coughs> Mr Fan wrote on social media that because he's now on remand, he cannot fulfil his duty as a Cycon councillor. He says he's grateful for people's support and for them staying together in turbulent times. He says his resignation was effective yesterday, ending more than two decades as a district councillor. Turning overseas, a US intelligence report has concluded that Russia tried to undermine Joe Biden's campaign to become president ahead of last November's election. Here's the BBC's Gordon Carrera. President Putin authorised a range of operations to denigrate Joe Biden and to support Donald Trump, including trying to undermine public confidence in the voting system and exacerbate divisions within the US, according to the declassified intelligence report. It says that Russian intelligence pushed particular stories, including allegations that the Biden family had corrupt ties with Ukraine, two US media organisations and prominent individuals, including some close to President Trump. But the report says there is no evidence that Russia or any other country tampered with the casting of ballots or the counting of votes. Scientists believe they found out what happened to the water that flowed across the surface of Mars billions of years ago. Writing in the journal Science, they say vast quantities of liquid became trapped in minerals below the planet's crust. The evidence comes from rovers on the Martian surface and orbiting spacecraft. 
One of the authors of the study is Eva Scheller from the California Institute of Technology. Most of the water was actually lost to the crust in the sense that it got incorporated into minerals and rocks in the crust that actually contain water in their crystal structure. If you want to look for uh, more habitable conditions, environments that could have sustained life, you want to look at that period between four and three billion years ago. A species of Australian songbird has become so depleted in numbers that scientists say it's in danger of forgetting its own song. Here's the BBC's Victoria Gill. With just 300 left in the wild, the striking bright yellow Regent Honey Eater and its song are disappearing from their native southeastern Australia. Researchers studying them noticed that some honey eaters no longer sang the right tune. They're outnumbered by more abundant species, so the males were mimicking the songs of other birds, like this passable impression of a noisy friar bird. About 12% of Regent honey eaters have now lost the natural song that's vital for them to attract a mate and to breed. Because so few of the birds remain, the researchers say, they just don't hear and learn it from others. Instagram is introducing safety measures designed to stop adults sending unwanted messages to teenagers. Under-18s will only be able to receive private messages from older users they already follow. The BBC's Zoe Kleinman has more details. The safety of teenagers using social media has been a central issue for technology firms for some time. The features being introduced by Instagram mean that older users will no longer be able to message teenagers who don't follow them. And young people will also see reminders that they don't have to reply to any messages that make them feel uncomfortable. They'll also be encouraged to make sure their accounts are private. But not everybody's honest about how old they are on Instagram, so the platform says it's also developing new techniques to help it verify age. In business news, the US has threatened to limit flights from airlines in Hong Kong, saying the quarantine requirements for aircrew disproportionately affected US-based airlines. A docket issued by the Department of Transportation today said the restrictions also affected the ability of US-based airlines to compete equally with Cathay Pacific. The U.S. authorities have given Cathay seven days to file its schedule of its cargo and passenger flights to the U.S. and the authorities will determine whether or not they are illegal or within the public interest. The U.S. taxi service Uber is to pay its drivers in Britain a minimum wage, holiday pay and pension contributions from today. Last month, the Supreme Court rejected Uber's argument the drivers were self-employed. It ruled they were workers and entitled to greater employment rights. Jamie Haywood is Uber's general manager for Northern and Eastern Europe. He says it was a hard balance to strike. Drivers consistently told us that they wanted both the flexibility uh, that we provided, but also they wanted the benefits. And we've been struggling to find a way of bringing those two things together in a way that worked for us and worked for drivers. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,994. That's 33 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $81 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.09 yen, the euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 18 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 78 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Jung. First, the football's European Champions League, where Manchester City made short works of their last 16 opposition. Here is Foden, Foden into Gundogan, Gundogan is forward and Gundogan guides the ball into the bottom left-hand corner and Manchester City double their lead and this tie is as good as already done. 
City brushed aside Borussia Mönchengladbach, winning 2-0 in Budapest to progress 4-0 on aggregate. Midfielder Kevin De Bruyne opened scoring 12 minutes into the second leg. Yeah, I think uh, the start obviously helps a lot, uh, but I think uh, we, we, we were patient in the beginning and obviously when we scored the two goals, it gives us a little bit of a cover, knowing that they need to come a little bit more. In the other Champions League last 16 tie, Real Madrid defeated Atalanta 3-1 in the Spanish capital to complete a 4-1 aggregate success. Here's the BBC's John Bennett. After two successive last 16 exits, Real Madrid are into the quarterfinals of the Champions League for the first time since 2018. They made a sloppy start and Gosens should have given Atalanta the lead on the night, but slowly but surely Real Madrid, without looking dangerous, started taking control of the game and they scored with their first shot on goal in the 34th minute. A terrible clearance by Atalanta keeper Sportiello fell to Modric, who showed his class by surging into the box and finding Benzema in the box to double Real's aggregate lead. He's now scored 70 goals in the Champions League. Only four players in history have more. Second half, Vinicius was tripped just inside the box and Sergio Ramos scored the penalty. Muriel pulled one back with a wonderful free kick, but Asensio restored the advantage moments later. Tonight, Lazio will try to overcome a 4-1 deficit when they visit Bayern Munich. Chelsea up 1-0, host the Spanish league leaders Atletico Madrid. Tiger Woods says he's left hospital and is recovering at home after being seriously injured in a car crash in Los Angeles last month. Golf's 15-time major champion released a statement on social media to thank hospital staff who cared for him following his accident on the 23rd of February. He faces a lengthy recovery from his injuries, which include open fractures affecting his right leg. Woods was already recovering from his fifth back surgery when the crash occurred. And finally, Team New Zealand have won the America's Cup, beating their Italian challengers Luna Rossa to claim sailing's most prestigious prize for the fourth time. The defending champions wrapped up the best of 13 series with victory by 46 seconds. The Kiwi team took the series 7-3. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Atom. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The chief executive says the government will be monitoring a new arts museum to make sure none of its exhibits violate the national security law. Carrie Lam has proposed fast-tracking Beijing's electoral reforms for Hong Kong and a drug used to treat leprosy has been found to be effective against COVID-19. The news from RTHK. The government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases. Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk. I will help fight the virus. I will protect Hong Kong. The government has launched the Leave Home Safe mobile app for everyone to keep visit records. Remember to use the app to scan QR codes of designated venues. Visit records will only be kept in your phone. If you went somewhere visited by a confirmed patient around the same time, the app will automatically alert you and give health advice. Use the app together. 
Feel at ease when going out. Let's fight the virus. Scan with Leave Home Safe. Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. 
Wednesday the 17th of March is today's date. And a big thank you to Phil Whelan for this morning's Morning Brew.